It's October 26, 2023, and on today's episode of Comic Talk, we'll be talking about the comics that came out this week, like Marvel Zombies Red, White, Blood number one from Marvel, Alan Scott Green Lantern one from DC Comics, amazing indie comics this week, like Edenwood one and Dracula one from Image, Rare Flavors two from Boom Studios, and a whole bunch more. I'm your host, Dimitri Pereira, with longtime guest Brian Long, aka Captain Comic Rex, and first time guest Sammy, aka Skeleton Key Comics. Don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe, because Here's your weekly comic book recap. And we are live with another episode of Comic Talk. It's that show brought to you by The Key, where we talk about this week's new comic book releases. For those of you who don't know, new DC comics come out on Tuesdays, new Marvel come out comics and uh indie comics come out on wednesdays and we're here on a thursday october 26 2023 to talk about everything that came out this week i'm your host Dimitri Pereira, and if you're watching us live on twitch.tv slash the keeg show or youtube.com slash the keeg show you can see who our guests are this week uh but if you're listening to the podcast wherever you get your podcast from and that's a-okay too you can't see them so let's introduce them uh he's been on the show uh many times before but not as much uh, this year, and that's because I think he's a mutant, and if he pops up too often, Orcus is gonna find out where he is, and we can't. Yeah, have I do that. a lot of hit and no run sentinels to Brian's house. Right, right. I have to do a lot of hit and run podcasting. You just went on mute, but I don't know whether it's my fault or not. So Ooh. give me a sec. I can still hear him. It might be my fault. So, yeah, can you hear me now? It's my I fault. Can hear him. It was my fault. <laughs> what were you saying, Brian? What were your nuggets? I made with? a really great joke that ever. No, I was just saying I have to do a lot of hit and run podcast because of that. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, can't stay for too long. Sentinels are always on my tail, but yeah. it's great to be here. It's great to be back. I'm, I'm glad that you're back because it is, it is few and far between. And like, it's not like back in the old days where we were, you know, running the same gang, you know, <laughs> running the right, town. Right. Yeah, and those, those hardcore podcast gangs that you're always hearing about. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's um, um, it's kind of like it's kind of like uh, West Side Story. It's exactly like West Side Story. When I think it's about exactly gangs, that's what I think about. Yeah, they, the Jets and Sharks podcasting and their rivalry that they had over their podcasts, as we all yeah. recall, in the exactly. famous musical. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Somebody should reimagine that, you know? Yeah. That'll make, that'll make tens of dollars. <laughs> now i'm excited to be back i'm excited to chat with uh with you both about this week's comics it's gonna be fun yeah for people listening to the podcast they're gonna be like with you both there's just dimitri and brian <laughs> i don't see anyone because i'm listening to the podcast no we got first time guests on comic talk uh it's been in the works for a long time been talking to her agent um you know we just couldn't strike a you know a, a good deal um but now we got Sammy from Skeleton Key Comics. Sammy, what's up? Hey, just hanging. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's been a been a long time coming. I know it really has. I think we met online like a year ago. Yeah, that's what's cool about online, though, right? Like you can just meet ra- like random people that share the same interests, and you're like, oh, all right, I like your content. <laughs> so you know, and I do like your content. So. Thanks for Thanks. for for coming here, Sammy. You were telling me that your um 
you're more of a back issue girl, not so much a new comic book day person. Are, is that true? Is that, did I get that right? It is. So I, I like to read, like I like to watch Netflix. I like <laughs> reading, like you see the, like you, if you're listening, I'm sorry, you're not going to see my amazing volumes behind me, but I like to like just binge read. Um, so I love that. Um, but we have a virtual comic shop and I'm surrounded by like thousands of thousands of comics that I'm like constantly grading and I'll like see something from the sixties and I'll be like, Ooh, you know, and I'm just like flipping through it, reading it. Um, but then when I go to like the shop, I just like randomly picking up stuff and be like, Ooh, this looks good. I'll read it. Just like, it's a surprise every week. Yeah. <laughs> I that is that is wild to me. I mean, I can understand it. I can respect it, but I don't fully comprehend it because I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, OK, so back when I used to watch a lot of TV and I still watch a good amount of TV, but TV is not the same as what it used to be. I used to watch like a lot of network TV, like three, four shows a night, like uh, keeping up with all the things. And I treat my mm -hmm. comics the same way where it's like. Okay, I'm going to read everything I can. And if I fall behind, I'll have to binge it later to catch back up. Um, but I but I I love I love my trades though. Cuz I buy trades so I can display them on my bookshelves. Um, and then just keeping up with this as single issues, sure. The means to an end. But my yeah. trades are my first true love. <laughs> no, that's cool. Yeah. I like some of the volumes because like Paper Girls has like that shine, like you can see that one's like super shiny and like glittery, whatever. Um, like same with the I Hate Fairyland just looks like so cool. Um, so I, I do like the trade paperbacks and sometimes I'll like read as the trades come out and then I buy the volumes anyways, just because they're super cool. Yeah. Wait, <laughs> are the volumes like just the big compilations of trades? Is that what we're talking about? Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, okay. it's like because there's so many words like, out there for I know. For comic book then stuff, there's right? the omnibus because like <laughs> I have yeah. the giant size X Men one omnibus, so I read like that. You know what okay. I mean? Like yeah, Chris Claremont first joined in and like brought X Men back, so yeah. like that's like this thick. It's like I mean, two inches. It's funny you say brought him back because yeah, because X Men was on hiatus for years back in the early days of X Men, but we say brought him back, but like Chris Claremont is peak X Men. Like X-Men wouldn't be what it is now if it wasn't for Chris Claremont doing an almost 20 year run. Yeah. Oh, and for introducing sure. the best characters. Yeah. Cause they started remaking those issues. Like things kind of got a little shaky back in the day, you know? Oh, because where they were doing reprints, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah, like in the 50s, 60s issues and so on. Yeah. Like yeah. yeah. It's kind of like when a musical artist will release a new album, but it's not a new album. It's just like a, here's the live version of my album, or here's the acoustic version. And it's like, well, you write, know, it's interesting. Music. There's a series I collect called X-Men Classic. It was, it was called Classic X-Men and then changed to X-Men Classic at a certain point. Mm -hmm. But what was interesting about those is that in the, a lot of the early ones, uh, Chris Claremont actually went in and added pages to it to like better connect to stuff that would happen down the line so they're kind of like the uh the x-men equivalent of the george lucas tinkering with oh. star wars to make the special editions uh yeah it's interesting stuff to see like what he added in it would be like a page or two per issue but 
it was clearly stuff where he was like okay i can kind of like smudge or massage this little yeah like this little continuity bit that i ended up setting up later i can maybe Mm. set it up a little bit better this time around so it flows better for people who are reading it in uh in this series are there just like random pages of magneto like talking about Scarlet, like talking to Scarlet, which is his daughter. And then the added pages are like, well, how do I know she's actually my daughter? Hmm. <laughs> yeah. Just about like this. That. Wouldn't it be yeah. crazy? Wouldn't it be crazy if she wasn't my daughter? And like, maybe it has to do with <laughs> the high evolutionary or something. Who knows? <laughs> it's just him looking at the camera and going, hypothetically, maybe she's my daughter. We'll see. <laughs> Who knows? Leave the door open. You know that, you know that Lorna Dane girl that I said was my daughter, but isn't my daughter? Maybe I was wrong and she is my daughter. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of that. It's a lot of who knows. Yeah. Uh, but no, yeah, it's interesting. It's good stuff. Um, So out of all the books this week, there, I mean, okay, there were a lot of books. There were a lot of DC books. There were a lot of Marvel books. Uh, there were a lot of indie books. Got to give, you know, indie uh, 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 their their proper dues. Um, what were, what would you guys read uh, this week? Like, what um, would I recommend? No, no, no. But like, like all in all, like what, what did you read uh, that came out this week? Oh, gotcha. Brian, did you want to go first? Sure. All right. So I read Dark X-Men number three, Uncanny Avengers number three, Jean Grey number three, Realm of X number three, Uncanny <laughs> Spider-Man number two, Conan the Barbarian number four, Miss Marvel, The New Mutant number three, Dracula, number one. Unstoppable Doom Patrol, number seven. Rare Flavors, number two. Amazing Spider-Man, number 36. And Immortal Thor, number three. A lot of threes this week for yours, truly. A lot of threes. Yeah. Um, Very cool. All right. I read Marvel Zombies, number one. Dracula, one. Hallow's Eve. Um, Edenwood number one amazon tax number one and gone number one okay very nice and like gone is from distillery right right yeah jacques did the one i picked up was like the jacques cover and he like obviously did the story and then i collect like got the like don't read don't crease the peach mamoka cover (laughs) i uh have you guys read a lot of distillery books because that just came out like last month right there's only as a company yeah there's only the one the devil is the first one Mm -hmm. oh it was gone the first one and then devil's cut was it was like uh it was devil's cut was the first one right oh sorry yeah no it was gonna it was gonna say it was basically kind of like um a big anthology preview of all the Mm -hmm. books like there's a little preview for gone in okay devil's cut yeah. So it's kind of like a sampler that t- gives you a little bit of everything, like a, a three or four page kind of like pitch on each of the books. Yeah. I like that okay. wording because I was thinking it's like a like a trailer. Yeah, yeah, that's that a good way up. of putting it. It was, yeah, but yeah the Devil's Cut's crazy good. Yeah, I was I was excited to pick up Gone and then I didn't realize it was like a big book. So I was like, all right, a little <laughs> out of my budget this week. I'm going to have to come back to this next week. Um, but all of the ones in the Devil's Cut, I was like, yeah, I would probably check each of these out. What did you think of Gone? Did you like it overall? I liked it. 
It was very good. Like it's something that I feel like I could easily envision. You know, some books mm-hmm. are so, so, so fantasy, so fiction that sure. like you just can't like fully put your <laughs> brain into like the movie scene. Right, if, right. If you will. But this one, like I could see the whole like close my eyes, I could walk around the book, you know? Very it cool. was really very good. Cool. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm I'm very curious to see how this company does. I don't know if it's easy in this modern day and age for a new company to to get up and get started, but they seem to have a really good set of talent behind them for these initial mm-hmm. books. Especially because, and I, I mean, I, I hate to get off, off uh, you know, tangent and whatnot, but um, they seem very hipster, very like art forward. <laughs> no, not in a bad way, but it, like it seems very hipster, like in an art forward Right, right. You know, creator ownership, like awesome stuff, right? But like compare that Marvel and DC, big two, been around a lot. But Image recently, and I only like noticed it this time around with Dracula number one that came out this week. They're doing Mm -hmm. a Universal Monsters line of comics. And then I had to think, I was like, wait, but Image also has Transformers now. And then I thought, wait, isn't Transformers Universal, Par- like Paramount Universal, whatever? I the guess Transformers it is. ride is at Universal Studios. So yeah. they must well, have a deal with Universal stuff. But do you know what the common thread is between those two books? No. Besides Universal, they're both Skybound books. They're both part of Robert Kirkman's oh, imprint. Dracula Skybound? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. So is what's AMC and what's Amazon? Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, because AMC had Lock I, I, Dead, Amazon had yeah, Invincible. Yeah, yeah. Robert Kirkman uh, throwing around his uh, Walking Dead fuck you money a little bit and being like, I'm going to cash in on some license here and uh, license some comic. Maybe he knows some uh, people, entities right? and IPs. No, for sure. He's definitely using those connections to his advantage. And then to tie it all back together, yeah, then you wonder, like, is something like Gone, which comes in this like beautiful, like oversized uh, anthology mm-hmm. book, yeah. which was, yeah. And it was Sorry, like, so good. how much was it though? In this price? was $8.99. Which isn't bad. You're getting it's a lot bad. of book for that. The paper is um, like, I told Tony, like the paper is like super luxe. Like the cover has like <laughs> yeah. this velvet, like this matte, feel like it just right. feels like super luxurious so i'm like <laughs> it costs some money to print that right right it feels expensive <laughs> but you're um, getting a good amount of story in that too mm-hmm. yeah and the pages are bigger too which i mean i feel like it gives you a lot more to read but it's pretty thick is it comparable sure. to like a black label book mm-hmm. okay so yeah. i mean we're seeing the comic industry do what it needs to do to survive, you know, whether it's IP, whether it's, you know, vary um, their stuff and vary their content and whatnot. But like DC has black label distillery seems to be going down that kind of Lux kind of path. Um, but like uh, the IPs is what really interests me. Cause I'm like, who would have, <laughs> who would have, who would have thought, I don't know. It's interesting. Um, uh, that was what Brian read, right? Brian, 
you said? No, I haven't got a chance to read it yet. Oh, no, no. Uh, what I mean is um, your. Okay. Yeah. How many, how many lists did we go through already? But was it just Brian, right? No, we did mine. I oh, did just finished with Khan. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. My <laughs> mind is all over the place. You're so both your hosts. list, Dimitri. So my list is next. That's my list what is list next. That, I'm like, your who? List. who right? I'm thinking, I was like, I didn't want to say it, but like, it, it bro, was me. It was me. <laughs> it's you. Um, uh, I don't have all the images prepped, but it's fine. Um, I read Marvel Zombies Black White Blood number one. Um, there's so many that I wanted to read this week and I didn't get the chance, and that's like an embarrassment of riches sort of thing because. A lot of good comics came out this week, but I didn't get a chance. Uh, Amazing Spider-Man 36, uh, I read. I read Jean Grey number three. I read Miss Marvel New Mutant number three. Um, I was very close to finishing Uncanny Avengers number three. Um, Captain America number two. And then I also read um, Green Arrow number five. And I read... Oh, Alan Scott, Green Lantern, number one. Uh, Alpha Flight, number three. And that might be it. Oh, Marvel Unleashed, number three. So Nice. I think those were my books. I don't think I read anything more than that. Did you list any indie? Uh, I tend to not read indie. Not because I hate indie. I support uh, indie comic publishers. I'm shook. I just like Look, shared. I sh I like shared universes. I've yeah, been I'm trying so to get this guy to read more indie books for years now, and he just I, will not. I have watch. read some. I have read some. Straight dogs. He said to me. <laughs> he said to me, dogs? "I would never." He said to me, "I would never read an indie book." I he never said, said rather, that. He said, "I'd rather die." We have That's this all said. on tape. If anyone out there wants to go through all the episodes, yeah, you know what? Everyone should go through all the episodes multiple times. Get those numbers up. It, wa it wasn't me. It wasn't me. <laughs> Listen to the backwards, and you'll hear the subliminal messaging of what Dimitri really feels about it. <laughs> no, <Indy laughs> no. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it wasn't. No, it wasn't me. I swear it. Um, no. I, it's it's kind of like the same way I do with I uh with um video games is I don't read or I don't um play that many video games, but when I mm -hmm. do, it tends to be like an IP related video game. Um, because like those are the characters I like, those are the stories that I, I like. And even if they're bad, then at least like you're playing a bad Star Wars game. So what, you know? <laughs> like, okay. But like it's it it took me a long time to play Uncharted. And I played, I started playing Uncharted on number four. And I'm like, I'm like, why didn't I give it a shot earlier? Because I didn't know what Uncharted was. I don't know. So oh, I don't play man. on Uncharted and I know what that is right now in this moment. Yeah. <laughs> but then I loved it. And then I was like, I wish I was there from the beginning, but I wasn't, you know? I'm gonna have to sit you down with a list one of these days and be like, you gotta read all these. I mean, yeah, you'd be surprised uh how many like classic iconic indie books i have not read maybe that should be the podcast is we make a giant list of all the indie books you haven't read that you should have read by now and we go through them all i mean you know you do you 
whatever <laughs> <however> you feel. <laughs> all right. So uh, after after uh, after all that, um, what were you guys' picks of the week? Ooh, Brian, you uh, go first. I'm gonna keep saying Brian, sure? you go first. Yeah. <laughs> all right. No, you can you can go first. You're the new guest. You should go first. All right. All right. <sighs> Okay, I had two, honestly. Everybody always I, has two. I am all I for have multiple to narrow picks it of the down. Week. Like if I had to narrow it down, uh-huh. I would have to go with Dracula because the art was Ooh. so much so just amazing. Simmons art is just like all right. Let's so, talk about it. So good. So for those watching, um, you'll get to see the comic if you're not watching. I guess you'll have to go back and watch after you're done listening. Um, <laughs> so here it is. Oh, I, I have the, I put the image of the comic up. So, oh, okay. Absolutely <laughs> gorgeous art. Um, so that's why it's going to end up being number one. Mm-hmm. I love the whole monster thing. And like, especially when it's October, I feel like really in the spirit of like, <laughs> oh, it's spooky season. Let's read something that's a little bit scary. Um, but I love... I don't want to give it away. I don't know how much spo- how spoily do you guys get on here? Do you get very spoily uh, or are you like I mean, we we do. I mean, the goal is to entice people to read the comics, sure, mm-hmm. but also like we're giving our reviews and like we do talk about spoilers. And it is what it is. It's a case okay. by case basis, especially with the issue it's number also- 1. Spoil an issue number 1 cuz there's going to be more issues, you know? I also think if people haven't seen the nearly 100-year-old film Dracula starring Bela Lugosi, that's on them. I don't think I don't think yeah. that's our fault anymore. This I think is true. They should have gotten on it by now. <laughs> this is true. So it's mainly about Dracula and a sidekick, mainly focusing on a sidekick. The first issue. Um, is that Renfield? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So it's mainly talking about Renfield, and I think it's I'm excited about the whole like monsters universe thing. With the comics. Yeah. Yeah. Well, because they try to do a movie shared universe. <laughs> yeah. Well, remember, <laughs> I want every single <laughs> issue, and I'm uh, like a little yeah. worried that I'm not gonna like get them because I might be gone before I get one or something. <laughs> Wait, what does that mean? What? They sold out like crazy fast. Oh, I thought you said you might be gone, and I was like, "What's going on?" No, I'm worried they might be gone. Oh, okay. I thought it was just like some dark humor. It's like. The next, you know, <laughs> next time, who knows if I'll be around? I don't know. She was, she was enthralled by Dracula reading this. She's like, this Dracula guy's got some good ideas. I might go follow him. He'll be a so vampire. Is the series yeah, exactly. from Renfield's point of view? Um, um no, because both really, of you guys really. read it, right? Not yes, really. yes. Huh. Uh, but it's, it's kind of following. It's been a minute since I've watched the original Dracula film. But it's definitely following the story fairly closely. So the opening of the story, it's a lot of Renfield mm-hmm. from the jump. Because um, he's kind of the sort of inciting incident that leads to the mystery of who is Dracula. Mm. So you get a lot of him in it. Um, and it's worth noting, and I think this is probably part of the reason why it was selling so much, is that this is the creative team behind Department of Truth, uh, James Tiny and the Fourth, and... Um, Martin Simmons, yeah, uh, 
who like you i'm just gonna repeat what you said uh, is killing it on the art like it's very bilsenkevich-esque painterly style artwork mm-hmm. the way he draws renfield where he just kind of looks like a, a a pale like scarecrow man it is just really incredible and then there are these really gorgeous splash pages that pop in throughout um, of Dracula sucking people's blood and stuff that are just really incredible. So even if this is a, you know, uh, a, a property or a story that you know really well, it has rarely been told this beautifully uh, through the art, especially. So I would definitely recommend people check it out because it's very cool. I might I might pick this one up. Um... Again, I like the I, I like the idea of shared universes. And so even <laughs> when it ca- came to like when I was a kid watching sitcoms, ooh, I love the sitcom crossovers. Like uh, <laughs> when Urkel used to cross over with Step by Step or Family Matters, like Urkel would make appearances on other sitcoms and like yeah, super I don't know, they're just super fun. So I love shared universes. So like if this does well, if this is part of a like a monsters universe, then maybe Universal, because they failed with the movie stuff, maybe the comics <laughs> is the way to go. And then I'm on board. I want this to do well because I want them to do my favorite Universal monsters, which, which is... are the creature, the creature from the Black Lagoon mm. and the Bride of Frankenstein. So I want to get uh, those out. Let's do it. I. That'd be cool. I. I my favorite monster is the uh, like a werewolf in general. I know it's the wolf sure. man with Universal, but like, so <laughs> any werewolf content, I'm here for. I'm good. Just do them all. Yeah. I'd be here for it. Well, not all. Do I need like, wasn't Phantom of the Opera one of them? Yes, but that original Phantom of the Opera movie rips. Have you ever seen it? No, I've just seen his face. Oh, not a fan. He's good face, scary face on that guy. He's <laughs> a good face, scary face. <laughs> uh, Sammy, what's your favorite monster? Because I guess this is our Halloween episode, I guess. But <laughs> I'd say for me, I love Dracula. Like, I like have the almost the entire in team of Dracula or... run. Like, okay. I am Dracula. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm a were- like. You know how, like, some people are cat people and some people are dog people? Like, I'm a werewolf person, you know? Werewolf night's super cool, too. Some people are vampire people. Some people are werewolf people. I feel like those are the two types, you know? (laughs) And, like, sure, there are other other monsters out there. But that's kind of like when you bring up dog people and cat people and somebody's like, I'm a bird person. It's like, get get out of here. <laughs> We're not talking about being, birds and fish and turtles and snakes. We're talking about dogs. Me and being cats. like, I like Frankenstein. <laughs> I like friend. the Invisible Man. <laughs> well, I my hope for these is that they they get like great creative teams for each one because yeah. I think Simmons has really raised the artistic bar right off the bat with this. So if they could get really cool artists to do each one, I think that would be awesome. Yeah. Uh. Sammy, uh, what was what was the second pick that you wanted to say that was like in the running? Edenwood. Okay, I mean Edenwood. we can talk about Edenwood. I mean I don't Have know anything. Yeah, what is Edenwood? Brian? Yeah, I'm... no, I don't know what this is. Is this a a first issue or is this something that's an ongoing? Yeah, it's Edenwood number one. Um, 
And it's crazy. It's basically a world where like witches and demons like exist, but not in like a campy, like done it million times way. (laughs) Um, So basically the world is taken over by like this whole basically like witch versus demon war. I don't want to say too much because it is a very like meaty story um but anyways this basically cur- i'm just gonna call it cursed forest this cursed forest where like this war is keeps like expanding on the land and if you get trapped in the forest then you're a part of it at that point and you can't ever get out you just have to survive wow. mm-hmm. and like time changes way different so like they were saying like depending on what area of the forest you're in like five minutes could be five years or five minutes could be five hours on the other side yeah right right who is the publisher and creative team of that book um it's image um tony daniel oh and jay ramos he he's writing and drawing that right um, I don't yeah. know, honestly, like yeah, I, I just saw it, it and up. grabbed it. Oh, okay. I'm, but yeah, it's really good. What's he known I, for? Tony Daniel? Yeah. Uh he did um some of Grant Morrison's Batman run. He's done a lot of like DC books. He did Nocturna with Scott Snyder. Noctera? Uh, also Noctera, excuse me, yes. Um yeah. but this is his first time writing and drawing, I think. Well, the art's really good. I mean, did a great yeah. job. The cover art looks sick. I just, uh, I totally forgot that was the name of it. Oh, I'm going to have to check this out. Uh, yeah, you'll have to. Really the good. The world has so much potential. Like, I yeah, can definitely yeah. see they could write this, like, longer than Spawn. Wow. All right. Like, All it's right. so good. Yeah. <laughs> I'll have to check that out. That was really good. You sold me. Um... Brian, it's too late to change your pick to Edenwood. Um, <laughs> My pick is a book I haven't read. It's called Edenwood. It sounds cool. <laughs> um, what do you what, what do you got? What's your pick of the week? All right, all right. I have two picks and a chaos pick. The what is thing the, I'm trying this week. Okay, I need to start picking my guests according to who can follow directions. <laughs> you know? Because every time, and it doesn't even matter who. It's not just you guys. It's hard to pick. It's like, yeah. which child is your favorite? Which dog is your favorite? Oh, like, and you know, you there's can't. such variety. Yeah, you, know? you can't. I have like, for me, it's like an indie book and a Marvel book, and then the chaos. You thing. know, you the know old- why King doesn't understand this? Because he doesn't read indie. That's true. That's oh, true. Oh, if he had, so you guys true. are such hipsters. If he are... read it, if he read it, he would get it. You know, yeah. He if he it, read it, he, he would so get he, it. So he don't. You, know? you guys, the girls who get it, get it. That's all I gotta say, Dimitri. That's um, all I gotta say. <laughs> um. Well, thanks. Uh, yeah, for making fun of me. Thank you so much. Um, <laughs> no, we do it out of love. We do it out of love. No, no, it's all right. Um, I was I was gonna make fun of you guys, and I was gonna say the only person that follows my rule about like one pick, um, or at least the the best person who follows the rule is Manny. Because when Manny Hondress comes on the show, <laughs> he has a scoring system for each of his comics. He does a three, I, I he does do five that. categories, three points each, and he goes, whichever one scores the highest is my pick of the week and then i'm like oh, all right. thank you well i can't i can't do that 
<laughs> my brain's not capable of doing that. So I'll I'll um I'll start with my more mainstream pick, and then maybe I'll talk about my other picks later. All right. uh, I'm gonna say Immortal Thor number three. Um, Interesting. Okay, Dimitri, have you been reading Immortal Thor at all? So here's my opinion about Thor. I like Thor. Oh boy, it comes down <laughs> to the run. Because with Thor, I don't like the old school, like, verily, have at thee, sort of Thor. And so, mm. like, I like, you know, I've liked Jason Aaron's Thor and whatnot. But sure, like, sure, sure. I don't know whether I like the... <laughs> you know? mm. I see, I see. Well, I disagree with you, but I respect <laughs> your opinion. Yeah. Do you uh, like the old Walt Simonson Thor? My jam. Yeah, that see, is I'm like... not... Oh, but what about? All right, we're not going to get into this. It's not, um, I mean, I like the characters and stuff that he created, sure. but like the flow of the comic isn't my thing. Run, I think, is getting very much kind of back to that. Have you read any of the Immortal Thor stuff yet? I read the. Like I the think I read issue? like halfway in the first issue, and I couldn't. I just I couldn't. Wow. I, I read the previous runs. Comic. I love the previous runs. Right, right. It is cool because it feels very much like Al Ewing doing myths where this issue uh if i'm going to spoil some of the previous yeah. issues so sorry um but in the previous issue loki has reverted to his villainous ways seemingly uh and got a sick new redesign where loki has this very like gender non-binary kind of look to them now and it's incredible it's awesome okay um but uh loki traps thor within this sort of empty void nether space and the whole issue is essentially uh thor trying to unravel a series of clues that loki gives him in order to get his way out and by the end of the issue you discover essentially this was a test that, that loki was putting thor through and why he was doing that but part of the reason i love this so much is that al ewing great about following his work is that he's been sort of building meta narratives between all of his comics like uh -huh. the fact that he previously lived Loki, agent of Asgard. And so much of that was about the idea of Loki abandoning his villainous ways, but also understanding that he has roles to play within a story. So the idea of him being a quote unquote villain in this story is him saying essentially to Thor, you have to understand this is the time for me to play the villain, not to truly be evil. So there's a meta textual element to it as well. Um, and then it ends the promise of a Thor and Storm team up to tie it all into his X-Men Red stuff. Oh, so okay, it's like yeah. we're all of the pieces are coming together in a really cool and interesting way. Uh, okay. So Thor number three. Uh, I like when he talks like he's fake Shakespeare. I think it's cool and good. Fakespeare. Fakespeare. I'm all yeah. in on Fakespeare. More Fakespeare comics. That's what I say. Yeah, I can't, I can't do that. The, <laughs> I mean, it makes it fun to like voice but the voice in my head sounds like Aquaman from Batman Brave and the Bold. <laughs> that you sounds know? good. I don't know. That sounds pretty great. Uh, it's too much. It's too, it's, <laughs> it's, um, what were your other, what were your other picks then? Uh, so my, my, uh, indie pick would have been Rare Flavors number two. Uh-huh. Um, Looks like it was a good week for comics, you know? It was a good week for comics, great weeks for comics, yeah. um, which is written by the team that did last year's uh, Many Deaths of Layla Star, which was one of my favorites. Mm -hmm. uh, Rom I bought it. I have yet to read it. it. Just I so think you, you would really know. enjoy this one. Yeah. 
so the premise of it is that uh, a Rakshasa, which is a uh, demonic creature from uh, Hindu uh, cosmology, mm. uh, decides to essentially become an Anthony Bourdain type figure and wants to create a travelogue cooking show. Uh, and the wacky shenanigans he gets into with the documentarian who he's kind of forced to go with them along the way. Okay. Um, and it's just such a like beautifully drawn, beautifully written book. Um, the sort of high concept of each issue is that each issue focuses on a recipe and there's kind of like a thematic resonance of the history of that recipe and how it developed over time that connects to the story. And it's really just all about the way humanity tells stories, but also the way that we use food as an art form, as a form of expression in a way too, to share ideas and stories with people. It's a really incredible book. I love it so much. It sounds like a like an artistic oh, mashup so of like- It definitely is. Like art in different mediums, art as recipes, art as, you know? Yeah. Sammy, and what I, were you gonna it's say? Kind of... Oh, I was just gonna say, them? it sounds like it was good. I almost got it. I didn't pick up one, so I was like, I was looking at it too. I was thinking like, oh, I could get one and two and read it. But I had already grabbed a lot. So I was like, oh, maybe I should focus on trying to read everything I got. That's fair. Well, well I think like Layla Star, it's only going to be like a five or so issue miniseries. So the oh, trade okay. will be out. The trade will be out probably early next year at some point. And uh, oh, okay. yeah, if, if there's folks out there who'd rather wait, definitely wait and then pick it up as soon as you can because it's real, real good. I'm a big fan. You ever wonder like, mini series that you know like actually finish and that's it <laughs> whether what would have happened if editorial was like no it needs to be an ongoing <laughs> and so it's like okay so then you get what like a part two like like an egyptian god that is <laughs> a uh uh wants to go to japan to be a sushi chef hey that sounds great uh it could be raw dreams of sushi that sounds really good i'm into it <laughs> why did i that actually see you accidentally came up with a great idea you need to write this down and pitched it to rom v it's like follow-up <laughs> rare flavors there you go we could all i mean yeah okay i'll talk to him i'll 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 see what we can come up with um what was your chaos pick so like okay, Sam, you... sammy comes at us with two picks had to pick one. Do you want to say a pick, or do you do you and Sammy want to share a little bit? Because I feel like I've been talking. Uh, about. No, I mean, you're good. What's your chaos pick? Yeah, I just want to know. Throw it out there. Throw it out there. You it's can't little, just say little, that and leave us. A little obscure, esoteric <laughs> title: Amazing Spider-Man number thirty-six. It was great. That's right. It was amazing. Weird. It's so it's so weird because this run has not been good. But see, but. I, it's gotten way better. Well, I blame editorial. I don't blame yeah. the writer. I know everybody's been blaming the writer for months, if not years now. Mm. And it's, I don't think it's the right, who's the writer? It's Zeb, Zeb Wells, right? So Zeb, yeah. uh, you know, Zeb's a good writer. I think it's Marvel yeah. editorial telling him, this is what you have to do with Mary Jane. This is what we're leading mm. to with Miss Marvel. You just got to like shoehorn her in. You know, yeah. she's gonna die, but then come back a month later. But like, and, you have to do it, right? And look, at the end of the day, I, I think the Miss Marvel thing was dumb. Um, the way it all played out, uh, yeah. and the way it was obviously like this is not going to last at all, right? Um, but you know what? Even if it was his idea, it's like sometimes a writer has a bad idea, and then we move on with our lives, you know. I, 
people are saying this is the worst spider-man run ever and i'm like i'm sorry sins yes. past yeah exists and as long as the bar is uh what they did with norman osborne and gwen stacy in that story no one you would have to try really hard to write a worse spider-man story than that you just would and that, that being um, said also there's bad spider-man stories but there's also really boring runs <laughs> yes very true um so i think this has issue in particular was a hoot it has my good close personal friend rec rap in it i uh, who i love sammy do you know anything about rec rap <laughs> no i am not on the up and up at all with spidey okay unless oh it's boy. from like the 60s or the that's 70s. okay that's okay just know that there was <laughs> there was li- something happened with limbo and there was a demon <laughs> that idolized spider-man classic his name is rec rap which is parker backwards and rec rap desi- decides to put on his own spider-man suit which he thinks looks identical to spider-man right. and go fight crime and his crime are demons that are like the sinister six called the insidious six but those demons purpose is just to make rec rap to be the villains to rec rap right and then he, he, so they're trapped in this vicious cycle <laughs> yes and like but he's essentially he's bizarro for spider-man Mm, gotcha yeah yeah so he's like he's just this like super beefy dumb idiot spider-man who's just constantly getting into shenanigans and peter parker has to bail him out um and he has different names for spider-man's things doesn't right doesn't he call it like a spider brain tingle yes his spider brain tingle is what he calls his spidey sense which he doesn't have. Lots of fun stuff like that no he doesn't at all he doesn't even have a spider sense (laughs) it's I, I don't know it's it sounds hilarious yeah um and i also have a new i have a new rule i want to uh, put out onto the internet a decree that i want to make okay um which is you are only allowed to complain about this amazing spider-man book if you also talk about how good the miles morales book is because i'm yeah. tired of people being like there's no good spider-man comics right now miles morales spider-man is a almost perfect spider-man comic on a pretty regular basis so just go by that and stop wasting your money on a book you don't like i don't know it i doesn't seem that hard. yeah i mean maz morales and kamala khan are essentially the two new peter parkers in the best way mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you want someone you can like relate to you want someone who's like a kid again like that's why i think peter parker should grow up marry mary jane have a kid in continuity just the best thing that dc ever did was make superman a father Sure. Yeah. There just wasn't enough places to go with Superman without exploring that part. And that, that, you know, sort of de-evolution of Peter has been a thing that's been going on with Marvel since, like, the Clone Saga. And it's unfortunately, like, a ball that has been rolling so far so fast at this point. It'd be really difficult to undo it. Yeah. Um, Which is why, did you see the announcement about the Jonathan Hickman Ultimate Spider-Man book that came out today? what the like premise of it is the announcement is there new news there's new news the most recent news i heard was about peter b parker but what he will be married to mary jane in the book with two kids uh, a a adult or an older like close to teenage child named ben and i'm not clear on uh the girl's name and it seems to be that 
he will become Spider-Man for the first time, like midlife in his forties as a dad. That part's the interesting part. Yes, my, I agree with you. My opinion. I don't know, Sam. Sam, do you have do you have hardcore opinions about Spider-Man and, <laughs> and like, hardcore? Yeah, you got any hot takes? Not really. Okay. Not any hardcore <laughs> opinions. No. Okay. I, You're better <laughs> off not having hardcore opinions. Honestly, you'll sleep better. <laughs> a, a hot take about Marvel is that one of the smartest ideas Marvel ever did was create two universes, the Ultimate Universe and the 616, right? Concurrent. Mm-hmm. DC mm-hmm. tried to do it on a couple different occasions and failed, including New 52, which was essentially Ultimate DC, but not. And it was the only universe at the time so marvel gave an alternative that being said my problem with ultimate spider-man being older is that Mm -hmm. i want 616 peter to short age and ultimate spider-man can should explore but then again it'd be a rehash of the old ultimate spider-man but like right ultimate spider-man would be the young stories and then have peter grow up in 616 but I also think what we're seeing to contextualize it a little bit is that when they started Ultimate Spider-Man, it was at a time when the majority of Spider-Man stories were him older. It had been a while since he had gone back to high school. We didn't have three different movie trilogies that reset him to high school or multiple cartoon series within 10 years that all reset him to high school. And I think what we're seeing is a reaction to that in the same way the original Ultimate Spider-Man was, gee, wouldn't it be cool to see young Peter Parker stories again? Now we're seeing the inverse where the reaction is, I want to finally see Peter grow up. And they have trapped 616 Peter in this really precarious situation where they can't reset him anymore because that wouldn't make any logical sense within the universe. And then the reverse is true. They can't age him too far because if Peter's the only character getting significantly older, why is no one else getting older? They kind of trap themselves. I have an idea that I'm going to throw out there. I think they should, and some people might hate it. Some people might hate this. I think they should tackle the the meta story or the meta context of Peter being in a cycle. Mm. And they should bring in Madam Web, bring in somebody, say that for some reason his web is a cycle and have them (laughs) fix it and give Peter almost a brand new slate where his fate is his own Mm -hmm. and anything can kind of happen. You don't need to redo the timeline, but just going forward, what if he started his going forward without any girlfriends? Right? What if mm-hmm. he started forward with like no best friend? Because his best friends have been changing a lot, right? But when right. you cut that cycle, you're like, is his best friend gonna be Randy Robertson, Harry Osborne, Flash Thompson? Like he can make his own choices. Who does he love? Who does he hang out with? Where does he live? You know? Yeah. And then set him on a path of now he can grow up, be whoever he wants. Yeah, I don't know. Sounds like you want to hyper time Peter Parker a little bit. Is that you what? know I love a, a I mean, little I know bit, a hyper time a from bit. Flash, but okay. All right. 
<laughs> but yeah, that, that was the big news that I thought was very intriguing and I think speaks to where we're at culturally with what people want from the character. Yeah. Eh. I don't like Ultimate Invasion. I'll say that right now. I didn't oh, like it at all. Oh, okay. In fact, it we can ended. We save that debate for another time. <laughs> it ended, and I was like, "When's the next issue coming out?" Because it just didn't end. Next week, there's the one shot that sets up everything. Ugh. <laughs> Sammy's not up to date with Ultimate stuff, right? No. It is. Uh... <laughs> all right. So, what was your my, pick of the week? My pick of the week. My pick. Of, uh, there, there were. There were some good ones. There was uh oof. I'm gonna I'm gonna pick okay, there was a lot of good ones. I'm gonna for the sake of time, Alan Scott Green Lantern number one. Oh you neither of you read it, and I think you're doing what? yourself a disservice. The premise of Alan so so DC Comics is doing a new new kind of wave of golden age titles, which tie in with like the golden age superheroes of Justice Society. So Sandman, uh, Green Lantern, uh, Jay Garrick, The Flash, like they're getting their own series, right? And yeah. so um, they're exploring a lot of the World War II stuff and each of the premises are a little bit different. So Sandman, like Sam, it's Wesley Dodd Sandman, his series is about him pre-Justice Society, pre-World War II, getting visions of the future of both. So that's him. Then Jay Garrick, The Flash, is dealing with both the past and present where he has a daughter that's been taken out of the timeline and put back in. And so we're seeing two timelines there. This one though, this one really stands out because it's about a man. Um, um, I believe it's in World War II. I don't think it's post-World War II yet. It's in World War II where Alan Scott is being blackmailed by J. Edgar Hoover for being gay. <laughs> Allowing at the J. Edgar Hoover part, sorry. <laughs> I figured, yes. But he's being blackmailed by, by you know, the... Uh, what's J. Edgar Hoover? FBI or CIA? Yeah, FBI. FBI. Yeah. yeah. So J. Edgar Hoover blackmailing him for being gay. So Alan Scott being a gay man in world war ii Interesting. and then the question is is like but alan scott has kids blah 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 blah. yeah so with the retcon of alan scott being gay they made um him essentially uh like compet right um mm -hmm. i think he's gay and not bi but i'm not quite sure but the point is is at some point he gets ashamed that he's gay he has a, a wife and has kids and then rediscovers that again in the present day right. you know so we're also seeing um, one of the new retcons from the Golden Age book, the new Golden Age book, where they did this retcon basically saying somebody was taking people out of the timeline and nobody remembers those people even existing. And so one of those people is an old villain of Alan Scott that we've never met before called the Red Lantern, and he's the World War II Red Lantern. Or he's actually post-World War II. He's like a Soviet. And so he's the Red Lantern. And so <laughs> this ties in with that. And so there's a lot of really cool things going on with this title. But I think there's a very human element in this book that, like, is really good. So, like, Alan has Alan has a boyfriend in this. And then, like, this issue, literally the final page ends, he ends up in, in Arkham, I think. Because Alan Scott's from Gotham City. Oh, Jesus. 
So yeah. like he ends up in Arkham in the past. And so, That's you know, crazy. yeah. So there's no timeline jumping in this. It's just yeah. in the past, but um, it's a really good book. I didn't expect, I didn't expect to like it as much. Yeah. DC has been putting out so many cool looking new books that I decided to spring for the DC uh, ultra infinite plus whatever subscription. Yeah. Uh, Cause I was like, I can't add any more books to my playlist. Oh, so smart. I'll just pay for this and then I'll read them a month later. So I will let you know what I think of Alan Scott Green Lantern one month from today, Demetri. I'm looking forward to checking it out. All right, all right. Um, I read Flash number one today from last month. That book was real good. Yeah, I like it. It's cute, you know? It also sucks for Jay that he has a daughter where their ages are now like he, she's her his granddaughter. Like, right, yeah. you know, they've aged up enough. Probably How even more than that. Great granddaughter. How are they explaining that in the comic? Like in her secret identity life? Like why is she... Oh, is the whole idea that they were also forgotten by the timeline and now they're back the, and they're just like that age? They're kind of yeah, out of time? Yeah, the, oh, okay. the boom who is... what Whatever her name is. Je, something Garrick. Je, okay. Not Joan, but I forget what her name is. She was taken okay. out of time and then put back in. So Got it. Okay. So they're all like kind of displaced from time all these like kids america kind of, okay basically all the wreck a lot of the retconned people some were villains but most of them were kid sidekicks of justice society members interesting and so because of that justice society never had kid sidekicks and right i think part of it is like they could have like the golden age could have continued but the golden age like ends abruptly and then superman pops up in continuity right um and so like the fact is like they had a legacy that was denied to them yeah because all these kids would have been superman's age if not slightly older right right that makes sense they would have been, been the justice league yeah i have been enjoying that dc seems to be reverting back to like the sweet spot post-crisis continuity before all the new 52 resets I, i've been waiting for so long for DC yeah. to get to where they are now. It's <laughs> it's such a relief. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um Sammy, what else did you read from this week? You read a lot. Yeah, I read a pretty decent variety. All right. So Edenwood talked about that, Dracula. Um, I know we talked about Gone, but did we talk about Gone Live or was it like behind the scenes setting up? I can't remember. Um, <clears throat> I think oh, we, were, we, did we talk talked about, about it on live, but what we is did. Gone about? Um, basically, from what I've noticed so far, there's a huge discrepancy between those who are just starving poor. Like if you're not stealing or like eating up trash cans and stuff, you're going to starve like your family's going to starve. Like from what I've gathered, the the area that they live in kind of seems like the type gives off like the Star Wars vibe. You know, when you see the movies, it's like sand like it just seems like a place where you're not growing vegetation like you're not gonna have a garden seems like that kind of place um so that's where it starts off if I give away any more I'm definitely gonna screw up like the leading up to like the oh my gosh what's gonna happen so I've gotta like I'm really bad spoiling but it's so it's so good (laughs) like it's the main characters are this little girl and she gets separated from like her home uh-huh. and yeah it's all right yeah is it's it good. worth picking up 
it is definitely worth picking up okay absolutely yeah there's a lot of action and i think it's worth the money because you can definitely tell like they put a lot of money into the book like the paper quality is crazy good it's the same size as like the black label books Mm. um but for the paper quality the cover quality and then the story period, I mean, $8.99 feels really good, especially after I just left the book fair with my kid. Yeah. <laughs> the books at the book fair, they're yeah. good price, but they're expensive. So, yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> I think it's worth it. I think I'll pick it up. I, I definitely want to, I, I definitely want to check it out. Um, there was another we book. did it. We peer pressured him to buy an indie comic. You need I, to buy indie. I get indie wrong? books. I get it. It's just I don't get them as often because I'm I try to read like literally every Marvel and DC book. Like that's always my ultimate goal is to never miss out on a Marvel or DC book. But it's too big of a goal. But you know, uh, Sammy, could I ask a related question? Sure. So were you? Uh, I know you mentioned that you work in a comic shop. Mm-hmm. Are were you there for this to go on sale this week? I was curious, like how it did sales wise, or if you know so if, like sh- people were forgone. Yeah, yeah, or like if you know if like was it popular with pull lists? Like, how's it doing? I'm curious. So the shop that I work at, we didn't get in um, gone, so they didn't oh, put okay. in for gone. Gotcha. Um, they didn't put in for that one. Um, but the shop that I went to today, because we were in another city, like an hour and a half away, and the shop did have like a gotcha. couple copies left. So I don't gotcha. know how many they got. Um, but I've seen a lot of people posting it online, like giving it a lot of mm-hmm. love. I think too, yeah. like for me, when it came to like the devil's cut, like those, some of those artists I've met in person, like I have sketches from like Tulote in my sketchbook and stuff like that. Like, you know, you meet them and you like see their drive for their company and it's their baby, you know? And I'm (laughs) like, I don't care how distillery does with their content. Like I want to buy them all because I just want to like support them, but it's very nice that it's really good. Um, (laughs) So I'm happy that it's good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because that two Latoy Becky Cluden one was the one that really caught my eye. I was like, that looks really cool. Definitely want to pick that one up when it comes out soon. Yeah, the the, the Devil's Cut really like sucked me into like every single story because it was yeah. like you were saying, like the three pages is like such a teaser that you just want everything. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. All right, I'm gonna have to pick that up next week then. Yeah, um, you definitely should. For the sake of time, uh, I want to run through real quick um, the thoughts of, you know, the things that we uh, read this week. Um, So we'll keep our blurbs, you know, fairly brief. Um, Again, just for the sake of time. Uh, Marvel Zombies Black, White, and Blood, number one. I read it. Uh, Sammy read it. I don't think Brian read it, right? I did not. What? what, How was it? What's everybody's take on it? Sammy? So like I said, I specifically picked out a couple uh, Marvel and a DC book because I knew that you guys were like more into superheroes. So I wanted to make sure I grabbed like a couple superhero books. Um, And like I mentioned to you guys behind the scenes, like I grade like 50 books a day. And like, (laughs) I am always like flipping through and I'm like, oh shit, like so crazy, like going through these vintage books. So like, if it's like new, I haven't read it in like, a couple years as far as marvel dc i'm like behind behind (laughs) 
Um, and I've been reading nothing but indie like daily. So with that being said, I had <clears> to like <throat> give um, that little piece before I say that I didn't love it. Yeah, that's fair. I didn't like it. It was too focused on hopelessness. It was like, (laughs) this is like such a terrible word. Like I'm a little tired. So I'm for this, for the lack of better words, it felt lazy. Yeah. Like it felt like it was like lazy writing. Like I could have asked my kid to like write a zombie book and he would have came up with the same thing. (laughs) And, um, I don't know. The art's really good. Like I grabbed by Gabriel Del Auto. I love his work. Um, but it wasn't for me. Um, okay. So something I've brought up before is like, I'm a continuity whore. I love continuity. I like shared <laughs> universes. Right. And so this was not linked to the Marvel zombies continuity previously. I thought these would be like untold stories, but it is not like the spy there there's three stories in this anthology uh one with a daredevil one like it's a daredevil story and i thought that that could be in continuity but i i mean i forget i don't know everything about marvel zombies i've read them all but like you know whatever there's a lot um but the spider-man one was not in continuity and then i forget what the third one was it was moon knight with conchu and then oh um, yeah I didn't Iron like Man. that one. Uh, there was a cool thing with Anubis and the zombies. That part was cool. But like for the most part, like this book, uh, you're right. It's really hopeless, mm-hmm. right? Like, but that's the zombie, that's the Marvel zombie books anyway. Like they're supposed to be like, well, right. like the way it ends, I think in Marvel Zombies Reborn or whatever it was, it was called Return. Marvel Zombies Return, I think it was called, is that like, it is so hopeless that they pass the hopelessness on in a time loop. So it keeps mm-hmm. um, it contained. But yeah, everybody yeah, dies. Was... I mean, that's just kind of how it works. Yeah. I mean, yeah, touche. You're right about the hopelessness. I mean, that's how it goes in like the zombie apocalypse, right? But like for the Spider-Man story, for example, like not not to ruin it, whatever, yeah. for people that haven't read it, <laughs> but he's like, oh, I have hope. I have hope. I'm going to get through the apocalypse because I have hope. And then it, he's like using that word like an awful lot. And at yeah. the end of his like part of the story, he's like, you know, basically like, I don't have hope anymore, like whatever. I don't care. And the way that I feel like it was is like, as it kind of like goes without saying that he had hope and like, it went without saying that he had given up. So like, why not use that like verbiage for like something else? I think it should. I mean, it could have been a punchline. Like he could talk about hope all he wants. And then when he gets bitten and turned into a zombie, he could turn to Jonah and he could be like, I hope you stay for dinner. And then like, you know what I mean? Like one of those like cheesy punchlines, <laughs> but like, you know, whatever. Uh, yeah, I get what you mean. I get what you mean. Yeah. I just, I had, I'm oh, sorry. No, I, it just, eh, it was okay. It was whatever. These are the like uh, anthology books, right? It's yeah. like a bunch of stories by different creative teams, each one. One yeah. was Garth Ennis. I think the Daredevil one was Garth Ennis. Oh. Um. I mean, <laughs> you, you're like moving on. <laughs> I I am not a fan of Garth Ennis at all. Uh, you you hate indie books and you love Garth Ennis. We know, Dimitri. We I, know that's how you feel. 
I hate. <laughs> yeah, um, I do like Garth Ennis's the like Punisher run, um, or his multiple mm-hmm. runs. Um, but um, in this, his book only had the Punisher appear for like a split second in a silhouette, and then like that was it. I was. It didn't seem like Garth Ennis wrote it for better or for worse. Mm. It just was a blah kind of story, anyway. One thing I will say is I definitely feel like the Punisher will have a bigger part in the story and I hope it gets better. Like I had my husband read it too. Cause he's a big fan of like these characters, super disappointed Wolverine wasn't in it. And he was on like most he's of on the, the covers. Cover. I was yeah. waiting. <laughs> um, didn't happen. Spoiler alert. Um, Are you guys telling but- me they put Wolverine on a cover just to sell stuff? Yeah. That doesn't sound like Marvel comics. That doesn't sound like something they right? do. <laughs> exactly. Brian's sarcasm is off the charts that today. I do know about <laughs> the modern Marvel stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, I totally understand. But one uh, thing I will say is like yeah. the Punisher, I definitely feel like is probably immune to the zombie thing because if you notice his silhouette but was like pure white. And everything was just like really gory, really bloody. And the Punisher was just pure for some odd reason and i think it might be because he just is immune and might be like the savior of this whole like maybe situation because yeah i mean this is an alternate zombie continuity than marvel zombies so anything can happen um i know that somebody pointed out that like luke cage was originally supposed to be immune to bites because he had unbreakable skin Oh yeah, that would make sense. But uh, but then they act like an artist accidentally drew him in the background as a zombie, and they couldn't <laughs> go with that storyline then. And so they're like, "Oh, well, never mind." Maybe a zombie coughed in his mouth or something. I don't know if Maybe. it works that way, but that <laughs> sounds like a fun <laughs> sounds like a fun Friday night. <laughs> That's my no prize explanation as to what happened. Um, uh, Sammy Amazon's attack. I didn't get to read it. But I'm I read Wonder Woman number one. I didn't read Wonder Woman number two or Amazon's Attack mm-hmm. number one from this week. But was it good? Um man, I'm a, I feel like a tough crowd when it comes to like yeah. uh DC and Marvel. I <laughs> feel like a super this, tough actually. crowd. No. I don't know if you guys get attacks. people that are ever like, meh. Um <laughs> I mean, you know. That's so, why we start off with our picks, and then we we eventually will get to the ones where like, eh about i'll show you the wonder woman that i have in my collection mm-hmm. it's like golden age wonder woman from sensation oh. like this is my wonder Whoa. woman right here yeah Very cool. um so like for me amazon attack number one i picked it up because of the title i'll be honest with you and i was looking at dc i was like <laughs> i'm gonna grab one book and i was like amazon attack like this title just cracked me up like Amazon attacks, like say it out loud. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I liked the action in it. Like, you know, girl power, you know, get all three of the BA, like Amazonian women in there. Um, the only thing I didn't like about it, and I'll be honest, it's probably because I read so much indie, is it seemed like so political and just so like too relevant for me. Like when I read comics, I want to get away from mm. the world that we live in and yeah. like the mm. issues around me, like Tony's in the military. So I'm already like know a lot about like yeah. trying to keep up with like what's going on in the world. And when I read a comic, I don't want that. So like for some people, like they but really a lot love of indie when comics are, are like relevant. That. 
But like, no. right? Like a lot of indie books are are some sort of commentary, right? Um, not in the way that I'm saying. Oh, you like mean they like really actually like, like political, political, politics. Poli- like it felt like Washington, very political. DC stuff. That's out of the literally stuff like that's the president in is Woman. in this comic book. Yeah. <laughs> like the president of the U.S. is like literally in this. Yeah. They're at the White House. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's the events from Wonder Woman. Because what ended up happening was I think there was like an assassination plot from a Themyscirin. And so they said all Themyscirins have to go back to Themyscira. And so they're literally hunting down Amazons to send mm-hmm. them back. But a lot of Amazons don't want to go back. And then lot die so there's like this government squad that is capable of taking down amazons um and wonder woman is obviously there to stop that from happening and that's what's going on in tom king's wonder woman can i ask a question sammy Hmm? uh was there like (laughs) was there any like good action in this comic that you read at all um stuff blew up um miss marvel's in it <laughs> okay okay they, like you know blow out of the top of a building and um oh um land yeah. super like dramatically in times square gotcha. and yeah like the action was good um it was like halfway through the action part kicked in um but it was more like um so basically women are dressing up and just like doing like acting the part of Amazonian women, like wearing the Wonder okay. Woman symbol and stuff, and then doing terrorist attacks. And so that's why they're like, oh, bad influence, like oh. blah, blah, blah. Okay. You're banned. Okay. We don't want you influencing our people. And so they right, start right. getting banned and stuff like that. So interesting. They end up in Washington because they don't want that. And it's just too gotcha. much Washington for you. Um, I would just say like the, like the, the politics of it, I guess yeah. it just doesn't let me like fully escape. You know yeah. what I mean? Like I, w- I hate fairyland. I love that. <laughs> Total opposite. Yeah. I will say if I bought a book that was called Amazon's attack and it mostly had people talking, uh, at the state Capitol, I would also be mad. I'd be like, what are these Amazons going to attack? I was promised an Amazon attack. Amazon. I was you read it wrong. Amazon's attack. So the Amazons don't attack anyone. They're getting attacked and defending themselves. Okay. I guess that's all right. I like when they attack. Yeah. The art's good. The action's good. Like, I can't say it's bad because I know, like, this has been, like, the Wonder Woman, like, the whole storyline for a long time. So it's just I can't say it's bad. It's just not for me. Yeah. 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 That's fair. I I do. I will say I, I think I like having political commentary in my comics more than you do but even i kind of read that wonder woman story and i'm like this feels a little on the nose the tom king stuff <laughs> yes. yeah it yeah. is I'm really like, on the nose a little bit yeah. a little bit on the nose but i don't know i'm only gonna see where it goes but i do i do I did have a similar feeling of like eh, maybe a bit much <laughs> um Brian, I'm gonna run through something real quick with you. All the, like the list of all Let's your comics it. and yes, quick sentence reviews. All right, okay. Let's do it. Unstoppable Doom Patrol number seven finishes off the seven issue miniseries. Oh, such a good book. Six of Landing. Yeah, I loved it. I loved it so much, especially because these last two issues were like a nice little two parter. 
that kind okay. of tied together the history of the characters in a really fun and interesting way. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm super sad that it was just a miniseries. I was hoping that they would decide to let it become an ongoing. They've done that with a few books recently that were originally announced yeah. miniseries, and then they've expanded it, um, especially because the art was great. Chris Burnham on the art, Dennis Culver's writing was really good. So I hope these characters come back again in some form. It kind of leaves it in an interesting cliffhanger where the story ends, but then there's a nice little tease of like, possible stories to come so i hope okay. they come back and do more all right that was a long sentence but i'm just gonna assume it's a run it was a run-on sentence. sentence there was a couple um, of semicolons in there yeah. I, i'm gonna leave this this talk with with the thing that a good writer can write a really good doom patrol miniseries mm-hmm. but i think you to do an ongoing series you need a weird writer mm, you don't feel like dennis culver is weird enough i don't think like this run was weird enough and mm, so like i'm like i love it i love this run but I, it's like, I can't imagine this run being an ongoing. Right, right. You know? That's fair. That's yeah. fair. Especially uh, when your competition is uh, Gerard Way and Grant Morrison and Rachel Pollock. You gotta I'm, get weirder. I've only read spare, like sparingly some of those ones. Like, my first Doom Patrol stuff was when they would appear in other people's comments. That was like my first introduction. And then the TV show is really good. So. Yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. All right. Qu- uh, quick, Conan the Barbarian number four. Now uh, under book... some other publisher. Yes, Titan Comics. Yeah. Uh, this book owns bones. The art is super good. The artist Rob Delator is like the reincarnation of Joe Kubert and John Buscema, and it's real, real fun. All right. Cool. Uh, Dark X Men number three. Uh, I love a comic where a bunch of weirdo villains and people have to get together to do a thing. So this book is very entertaining to me. Yeah, as an X-Men fan, I love deep cuts. And so like yes. like rando mutants that we haven't seen for 20 years our time <laughs> pop up. Yeah. I'm like, oh shoot. Okay, cool. Um, oh, and also this comic ends with uh the reveal that the clone of Madeline Pryor, who's also a clone of Jean Grey, is gonna team up with Ben Riley, aka Chasm, and it's gonna be great. <laughs> okay. All right. Can't um, wait. Let's do it. Jean Grey number three for me, I don't know where this miniseries is going, but now I'm getting a little better understanding. It's all just in her head going through stuff. I don't know the point yes. of it all. I know where it's going, but I don't know the point of it all. It's they're just like what if issues to me. Right. And now we know from a mortal X-Men, she's trapped in the white hot room with yes. everybody else. So yeah. Which Let's I like the interconnectedness of it. That's the part yes. that I like. Same. Uh, Miss Marvel, the new mutant. Look, I will always go up to bat for Kamala Khan. I will always. Um, mm-hmm. I like this series. The art switches artists throughout the whole series, but like, or be in the issue. But um, I liked it. Not not much happens, but there was some good parts. Yeah, I liked this issue quite a bit. I think it continues to be a fun book. I just want them to give her a proper ongoing. You know, I. I mean, I'd be. Look, I don't need her to have a mutant power right now because her mutant power is dormant, but I would be surprised right. if they don't finish this series, this miniseries. Uh, is it a series or miniseries? It's a miniseries. I think next issue is the last issue. Uh, I'd be surprised if they don't make her have her mutant power by the end. I'd be surprised. Yeah. I don't think I need it. I don't need it, <laughs> but I'm just saying yeah. I'd be surprised if they didn't finish I, yeah. the Miss Marvel, the new mutant with her mutant power. So. They they would be totally ignoring the setup payoff that they right. established from the beginning right. here. So 
Uh, Realm of X number three. Uh, I'm not a big fan of magic and mutants together. Like magic, <laughs> not magic the character, but magic in general. Right, but, right, right. But like this one seems interesting. I just didn't read it. Uh, I think this book's pretty fun. I like the characters who are in it together. Although this issue, I think, had a fill-in artist who draws eyes real weird. That's my thought on this book. Okay. He draws eyes real weird. They draw right. eyes real weird. I don't right. know what their gender is. Yeah. All right. That's my cool. thought on this book. <laughs> um uncanny avengers number three um i'm 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 digging this run yeah i this is another one that i'm like i wish this was an ongoing um yeah but none of this fall of fall of x stuff is ongoing no i know i know this is the one though out of all of them that i'm like i really wish this one was an ongoing because i think this team is really fun yeah i like when i like when captain america is written on the mutant side i think way too long they've written him not that way and i'm like this is how he should have been all along also, the next issue cover or uh, the next issue blurb being the worst person you know just made a great point, which is one of my funny, one of my favorite uh, onion headlines. Made me laugh very hard. Um, I <laughs> I didn't see that part, but all right. Um, oh, a really good issue. I don't know if you read it. Captain America number two came out this week. Um, I've not been reading the current Captain America. It is really good. It is two for two now, and so. Oh. If you're interested, because it does a lot of modern day, um, there's a modern day story, and then there's a pre-World War II story that deals with the Nazis' rise in New York. Literally, Nazi rallies in Central Park. The German-American Bund? Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, and then they call them by name. So, like, and then you get, like, like, Strucker, like, Von Strucker uh, Mm -hmm. in, in the past. You get uh uh baron zemo in the past and like there's some there's some cool thing and it's it's skinny steve rogers in the past that's the story oh, interesting okay and i will uh, i'll have to check it out when it hits the app i think yeah yeah uh green arrow number five i love green arrow um this introductory series is or it's like arc is kind of weird but they're doing a lot of time travel and whatever i just need them to get back to basics so after this arc just get back to like Ollie and and <laughs> and his family and stuff. Like, let's just get back to some Green Arrow hijinks, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, Alpha Flight number three. Did you read it? Uh, that one I have not been reading. Okay, I read the first issue, like liked it, but not strongly enough to like keep going. Yeah, so. I've been liking it. I mean, it, you know, it is what it is. They're Alpha Flight flight characters, but right. I mean. Dakin is in it so it's like okay cool <laughs> uh and then last but not least for me marvel unleashed number three um it's like pet avengers so it's also really sad if you read marvel unleashed number one it's all about a dog that has nothing to live for and like it's so sad <laughs> which dog he's a new create well she her name is oh, D-Dog. Okay. her name's d-dog so d-dog like d-man yes well yes D-Dog finds D-Man's mask in the garbage and puts it on to be a hero. But D-Dog has no owner. And then like, Uh and it's sad because they talk about the, they talk about the afterlife for pets and how your owner will be there to meet you when you die. And they're like, nobody will meet you there. Jesus. Yeah, it's uh, issue one is way too sad <laughs> it is like i don't know why they're they are so not purposely, for kids got it they're purposely torturing this they're torturing this dog by like having nobody care. But i think there's gonna be a payoff right 
I think it's going to be like like the cartoon movie League of Super Pets. If you uh, did you read that uh, watch that one the cartoon movie with Crypto and Ace and stuff DC's okay, League of Super Pets. I scrolled past recently. that. I know it's on like the the streaming services, but I yeah. haven't watched it yet. So I'm gonna I'm gonna <laughs> challenge you. This is a crazy take. There, the beginning scene in DC's League of Super Pets is one of the greatest Superman scenes of all time. Yeah, it's pretty good. I will you, give it that. You know what I'm talking I, about? Yeah, I watched it with my son. It's it's pretty good. <laughs> that beginning scene, I'm like, oh. I don't know if the rest of the movie quite lives up to that, no. but that that beginning scene great. though. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, in the end, I mean, spoiler. It's like, I mean, it's, the movie's about like animals that don't have owners. So it's right, like, right. you know, I wonder how that's going to end in a kid's movie. So, <laughs> you know, it's kind of like this with Marvel Unleashed, but uh, right. uh, there's some, there's some really good stuff. It's, it's literally the pets versus Blackheart. Oh, Mephisto. Yes. Marvel versus Capcom's own Blackheart. Yes. Yeah. So anyway, uh, all in all, um, we are, uh, out of time. I want to thank you guys both so much for coming on the show and taking time out of your Thursday uh, to be here and to be talking comics because truthfully, like, I don't know, it means a lot to like talk about comics, you know, with people who yeah. who, who love it. Um, um, before we get going, though, Sammy, where can we find you? What do you got coming up? Anything you want to plug? Um, you can find me online. Um, YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, um we have a shop or on ebay sometimes on whatnot um just everywhere i guess <laughs> skeleton key comics i just keep it skeleton key <laughs> comics everywhere um that's smart. so that's how you can find me awesome ryan same question uh find me on tiktok captain comic rex on tiktok is it rex with an s or a z because i've been seeing with a Z. I think it's both <laughs> i think the handle is with a z and then the regular like name is with an s i don't know how that happened okay i didn't uh, all right i've been tagging you guys both on instagram and tiktok so you know there you go oh yeah i'm on instagram too but i don't post on it that often if you want to okay. see uh funny pictures of my son occasionally follow me on instagram okay <laughs> <laughs> uh thank you guys so much for coming on the show thank you to everybody out there who is watching and or listening if you're watching us live you're watching us on twitch.tv slash the keeg show or youtube.com slash the keeg show but if you're listening to the podcast and that is a perfectly valid way to uh digest the show if you're listening to the podcast it's where we get your podcasts from apple Podcasts, google play soundcloud spotify and iHeartRadio. if you want to find us on social media tiktok and instagram are two biggest ones we're all over social media just find us at the keeg show at the Keeg Show. TikTok and Instagram, sure. Those are, you know, probably updated a little bit more than Twitter is, but you know, it is what it is. <laughs> um, if you want to give back to the show, patreon.com slash the Keeg Show. If you want to follow or uh find comic shop near you, comicshoplocator.com. Uh, we got a lot of shows uh at the Keeg, and even more will start back up again when the SAG after strikes are over. Um so, uh, you know, definitely stay tuned for that. But we're talking a lot about comics in the meantime. So, you know, if you like comics, this is the place to be. Um, other than all of that, uh, that's pretty much it. Thank you, Sammy, uh, first timer. Thank you, Brian, old timer. Is that 
Is that fair? <laughs> You're not wrong. Yeah, thanks for having me. <laughs> uh, and uh, thank you to everybody out there. Once again, I'm your host, Dimitri Pereira, and this has been another episode of Comic Talk for the week of Thursday, October 26, 2023. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye.